the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Markets plunged out of the open. Let's start there. It's starting to become kind of a usual event, isn't it? It didn't take long for you to go. On Friday, we had one of those big, booming, huge days. And on Sunday, the Federal Reserve said we're cutting interest rates, 50 basis points, essentially to zero. Making money as cheap as it can get in the United States if you're a bank, if you're kind of a lender, if you're a bond issuer, it's cheap. They also said they'd buy back certain types of bonds. So, thus helping put money into the system. It's a tricky game because they can only do that so much. Let's say you have the Girl Scouts and you want to support your neighbor. She's selling the Girl Scout cookies. At some point in time, you're going to get too fat or you're going to go, these these cookies are pretty expensive, all things considered. Same thing with the Federal Reserve. They've done their job. Now it's up to... COVID-19 to do its job and to run its course. If we expect it to act like it has historically, every now and then you see a headline that probably scares you. Um, like, I wonder if this virus has changed. So says the head of the HHS. Wild story out there today telling you that we are truly in a weird time. The United States Department of Health and Human Services, the HHS, Reportedly was hit with a cyber attack Sunday night. The attack was reportedly meant to slow down the agency's computer systems amidst their response to COVID-19. No evidence anything was successful. But again, to me, that's fascinating because you could kind of see this as a movie in a couple of years from now. President Trump doesn't take virus seriously. And then the next headline, virus kills 1,000 worldwide. And the next, like, zombies walk the earth. You can kind of see where this is going. And when you see in the middle of that, the HHS being hacked, you're like, this is dramatic. Mr. President, I want to tell you, the HHS has been hacked. They got what they wanted. And it's always Jack Bauer, dun, dun, 24. Um, okay, so the market opened down 12%. It's battled back, if you could say that, to down 8%. That's not good. We're still playing with the December 2018 levels that are considered technical. But we are one bad day away from cracking them lower and holding them lower. And that's a technician's kind of, I don't want to go too technical ever on you on the show. Because I think it works until it doesn't. But this is a, a battleground area. So notice I, no one has a price target of zero on the Dow, so don't get too spooked out there. Um, and again, we kind of are waiting for COVID to run its course at this point in time. And then, you know, through the years, what did we do right? What did we do wrong? 
I can tell you next time we hear about a virus in China, we're all going to react differently. But what's interesting about that is the next virus, it could be in Africa or it could be in start in Vancouver. You never know. So one thing you don't want to do is come out of this a little bit more racist than you already were. Um, the world's a filthy place at times and viruses can be created anywhere. And then you start thinking about the biological, all the things we've learned um, from what, you know, little history I remember as a child, Civil War did a great thing. Um, people were blowing each other's legs off with cannonballs. So the good thing that came out of that is ER rooms. We essentially learned how to save people on the fly <clears throat> for the first time ever. Not, I don't know if that's true, but we also got a, a great prosthetic industry started. And we learned a lot about what prosthetics work, what, which ones don't. So I'm hoping that in a year, two years from now, after COVID has done its thing, that we've done our thing and learned some lessons. Um, <clears throat> do we want a stronger CDC next time or do we want a weaker? Uh, that, those are questions that our nation's going to have to look at. The S&P 500 is down 6.5%. Again, not technically any worse than we were last week, but we're starting to get pretty close, and it's Monday. But we went through this last Monday, and we held the week with enough ground that I could say we held it. We're not looking for short-term wins here, because this is not going to be a short-term situation. When you hear about concerts being shut down for two to three months, <clears throat> airlines losing more and more of their ability to fly, um, the ramifications are going to start hitting pretty soon on layoffs and furloughs. I already know one person who is a masseuse and she worked up in Napa and she goes, Rob, I went from 30 hours a week to zero. And um, I said, I don't know what to tell you. I've not been in this direct situation, but the, the story says you're going to file for unemployment benefits. And she did and she, she got them. So um, and then I said, do you probably want to stay in town? talks with your spa and figure out, you know, how you can get more hours and such like that and what the status is and is, will there be emergency benefits? <coughs> I know, independent contractor, masseuse. Think about that for a second. Talk about perilous people in, in careers. When your money is your hands, do not lose those hands. Do not break them. Do not lose the ability. Do not let arthritis get to you. Just throw that out there. That's one of the things uh, we got some at-risk people in our society, and that's one of the ones that you go, hmm, wasn't thinking of it that way. California is going to roll out a pilot online screening tool today to direct possible coronavirus patients to two new mobile testing centers. The tool and screening sites are being created by a team of federal, state, local health authorities, and uh, some help from a group called Verily, Verily Life Sciences. Now, you might remember Google had this idea that they were going to have businesses inside of businesses and they were going to spin those off through the years. Uh, Verily is one of those businesses. It's uh, the healthcare information systems of Google, Alphabet. So Verily was the topic of controversy. On Friday, President Trump announced a virus-related effort from Alphabet that caught the company by surprise. So President Trump tried to buy a German vaccine maker, and Germany's like, you can't take our company. Pretty interesting. Um, but Gavin Newsom said 
that the system is going to start with two Bay Area pilot sites, one in Santa Clara and one in San Mateo. There have been 114 coronavirus cases and two deaths in Santa Clara County. Uh, my home county, San Mateo, had their first death over the weekend. And again, it doesn't seem like much. But that's the problem, right? And if you go to the hospital, I've got a um, friend's father. He's got um, pancreatic cancer, and he doesn't have long. And her mother broke her hip and kind of has got dementia going, maybe Alzheimer's. I don't know if that's correctly. But the mother is now in the hospital, and they've basically shut the hospital down. No visitors, no one. The de- her husband can't get there because he has a broken hip and he's dying of pancreatic cancer in the next five days. They're not going to be able to see each other in the last five days because the hospital's been quarantined because it's got a lot of old people and COVID going on. I don't know if there's an active case or anything like that, but that's what's happening. It's not the one death in San Mateo. It's the healthcare system that's getting overwhelmed. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial money, investing, and more. It does, small reminder, it does remind me to keep investing in healthcare stocks over the long term. Uh, we have a system that, that that needs it and that uses it. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I pledge to you, if you listen in the next couple of weeks, I'm not going to be talking a lot of science. I'm not going to be giving you advice. I can guarantee the word of the year so far has to be <clears throat> social distancing. I don't know if you're allowed to use, I know you're saying that's two words, Rob. <clears throat> but doesn't that seem to be the, the, like, oh. And there's some people who are defying social distancing right now. It seems to have worked. In Singapore, it seems to work in China on a lot of levels. Um, just throwing that out there. Social distancing. Now, as social distancing has become a thing, <clears throat> we've seen a big pickup um, in grocery trends that are they're a little bit different, right? First and foremost, it's almost nice to see people have gone in and bought food, except for when you're like, oh, it's only 10% of the people have gone in and bought food. But people have stocked up. So the demand for pickup and the demand for delivery is accelerating. The idea of going around and walking, like, no, we're, it's, there's going to be a winner. There's going to be positive trends that come out of the coronavirus. U.S. digital grocery store sales hit $23.9 billion in 2018. <clears throat> They're going to hit $59.5 billion by 2023, but we're going to accelerate a lot faster there as we're learning more about the convenience of delivery, especially at times where we don't want to be near people because of social distancing. Over the last couple weeks, some brands, especially grocery brands and food service, have begun trying to explain to customers how they operate in the evolving climate. And you've seen consumer habit shifts and um, how they get facilitated. So the ability for delivery service apps to function, they're seeing a huge surge right now. Um, I saw one of them, and I don't want to—I I don't remember whom—but they're like, "We will do a driverless delivery." And I'm like, "Oh, what's a driverless delivery?" 
and I kind of think the implication here is is that if you have a porch, so we'll come up to your porch and we'll call you and we'll say, hey, your delivery's outside and you can we'll leave now and you can come pick it up in 10 seconds after I said the driver's out of your safety zone or what have you. For California, Washington State, and Oregon, New York, you've seen a surge of 20 times on delivery services in large part because of coronavirus. Not 20%, 20 times. That's a huge number. So short-term effects, in my opinion, will it be short-term? I don't think so. Um, A lot of people want their food delivered now, but in the future, how long will it last? And I can tell you what, it'll be antidotally, and it'll be very much so. Some people will all get, you know, non-essentials which now we're learning is are essential, right? I'll get some, I don't need the, the fresh food. I don't, I, I want to go shop for my own fresh meat, but why not get toilet paper delivered? Why not getting parchment paper, whatever you're going to do while you're cooking, while you're staying in. So there's me winners and losers, no doubt. But the number coming out of four States already, a 20 times uptick in delivery of groceries and restaurants. And I got to admit, you know, the headlines are shocking right now because headlines are shocking, right? You're like, you don't see that every day. You're probably sitting down yesterday and you're watching the news at some point and you see the headline that New York City is going to ban restaurants. And you're like, oh, and there's the wait, wait, there's one more headline. You're like, oh, let me read this one. It says um, deliveries and um, takeout only. And you're like, okay, well, that's not completely banning the restaurants, and it's good to you know, people be more about the convenience and, you know, take it home and such like that. But it does cut down on the social, oh, we're social distancing, right? So it's a shocking headline. Again, one of the hopes that I get out of this is that we learn from it and move forward intelligently. Um, one of the areas that we've heard a lot about in the last week are people fighting over toilet paper. You're seeing people hoard toilet paper. You're seeing grocery stores run out of toilet paper. Now, who's going to win that battle? Let's drop the toilet paper, and let's think about what will this lead to. I could envision a world of paperless toilets. And yes, there is a company that's doing this. Stay with me for just a second. As toilet paper has become more scarce, shoppers take a look at you know how we wash our, our tushies. And a big winner right now is the direct-to-consumer bidet maker called Tushy. If you listen to satellite radio, every now and then you'll hear a commercial like on a Howard Stern-type show, kind of a controversial one, about how much we love our bidets, the washing of our derrieres. Some of the phrases, and this comes from a friend of mine, is once you've done a bidet, you'll never go back. So bidets are shooting up in demand. And again, you're like, are you kidding me, Rob Black? No. Tushy sales over the past few weeks have grown from double to triple to more than 10 times what they were in the weeks before toilet paper shortages. Where were you in the great toilet paper shortage of 2020? Company's not disclosed revenue, so there's not a lot to talk about here. It's not public traded, so it's not a lot to talk about here. But you have seen some other companies start doing quite well as well. Uh, Home Depot. A lot of people are like, I'm going to go get my own bidet. So, um, bidet toilets and their attachments, so you can 
kind of do it yourself. And I'm talking way too much about bidets. I want to drop it. But, you know, other winners in the coronavirus are like direct consumer natural cleaning companies. We've already talked about getting the direct to the consumer, your food to you with a DoorDash. We're seeing massive, we're seeing 20 times the normal activity. And you're seeing also now a big push in direct to consumer brands like Natural Cleaning Supplies, Grove Collaborative, Blue Land, Truman's. We've all seen a spike in demand for hand and surface cleaners. If it's out at the store, people look for new ideas, right? And sometimes these new ideas catch on, and sometimes the bigger brands, like a Procter & Gamble, say, you know, I, that, that company, Blue Land, they, they did really well during that virus. Like, we could probably benefit from some of that. So you'll see some positives come out. This is just another way of looking at it. But who would have thought bidets would have a big boom? But Every bidet sees, has its day. Yes, yes, yes. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. You can also find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Talk to your financial planners. I think that's a super important message to continue to push out there. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I think the next two weeks to six weeks, you're going to probably hear a little too much information on COVID. I'm going to do the best I can not to stress you out. There's enough news out there. I'm not a doctor. I shouldn't even get to Other than saying, wash your hands, I should shut my mouth. What I should talk about is my industry business. United Airlines executives today wrote a grim letter to employees warning that the COVID crisis, the coronavirus crisis, will devastate summer travel and affect worker pay. Psychologically, a lot of damage is being done to the airline industry right now. When you have a president that says, you know, we are not going to fly from Europe back and forth, people, we closing our, no, we don't want to do it. Some people in the future will say, well, why didn't we? And I don't want to fly. It'll take a little while for us to psychologically get back. But United Airlines CEO, he's considered a legend, Oscar Munoz. I don't follow the airline industry like intimately. Um, he and the president, Scott Kirby, told employees in a letter to expect a further reduction in demand and that may last in the summer as airline reduces capacity by about 50% in April and May. That's a big number, 50%. And United Airlines is a big, a big, 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 big service provider, right? I'm not downplaying this when I tell you that they do a lot of flights. And when you're talking 50%, the economic impact's coming. Right now, we're all kind of like, oh, we're supposed to keep social distance and stay inside and don't go to old people. Um, we're still learning this. But United kind of put some numbers on it. Uh, they're saying, you know, a year-on-year revenue loss of about $1.5 billion. So you're going to start seeing some cuts. United's expecting factors of 20 to 30% on its aircraft in the next two months with the possibility of extremely light loads continuing to the summer months. And summer months is when it typically peaks. 
know, you could probably say, good thing this didn't happen during the Olympics, the COVID outbreak. This is happening during the Olympics of the airline industry, spring break to summer. Spread of coronavirus as well as travel restrictions imposed by Donald Trump have impacted United's flying with airline largely retreating from Asia and Europe, very profitable destinations. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. So United is told their employees, expect it. Guess what's going to happen in the next couple months? There's going to be job cuts. There's going to be furloughs. So I'm telling you, expect it. It's coming. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. This weekend, the Fed did something that's both positive and negative. Last week, they said, we're not, we don't have to rush to lower interest rates. We'll, we're chill. We're cool. We're going to watch this. We got our eyes on it. And over the weekend, they said, we're going to lower 50 more basis points. You want us to, we will. And by want, the stock market has a way of saying, um, here's the odds that you're going to do exactly what we want. And it was at 100% they were going to cut to zero. So they cut to zero. It's kind of like one of those worst kept secrets. And most talking heads on CNBC on Friday were saying the Fed, they may do an emergency rate cut this weekend. So it wasn't that much of a surprise. But what it tells mom and dad out on the streets, you know, the people who watch CNBC for 10 minutes and turn it to a football game and then turn it to something else. When they see that headline, they're like, well, it's a little bit on the jolting side. So even though you and I, who listen to Business Talk Radio, who you and I, you know, will talk money Monday through Fridays, two hours a day, um, we knew it was coming. Some average people didn't. So it was a little bit of a shock. Like, what does he know that we don't know? Markets opened down 12% because that emergency rate cut. I don't know if it was the emergency rate cut. Maybe just more media showing toilet paper being taken and uh, crazy stuff. People out at bars, even though they're not supposed to be at bars, and people you know celebrating. I'm not social distancing. People celebrating social distancing. And we, I learned a new term this weekend. Um, during the baby boom that's going to happen right now is more people become less social and stay at home. The coronials. We're going to make a new generation of babies called the coronials, which I love that name. I hope it sticks. I hope there's enough out of a, a push because that's economic activity. I know you're saying, Rob, the economic activity is horrible right now. You just talked about United cutting flights and they're going to be firing people. I know. Keep in mind, a, a company like a United has a problem, not a problem. When they're cutting 50% of their staff or 10% of their flights, think about all the people that are getting on those flights and they're going somewhere and they typically get a rental car or uh, they throw money into the restaurant side or they throw money into visiting family, vacations, you know, tourist traps. Um, (laughs) Trevor Noah did a story last week. If you want to see the happier side of COVID, Trevor Noah did a story in India, I think it is, that tourism has dropped so much. (laughs) That the monkeys are invading the city because it's typically the tourists who take out peanuts and and food to feed the monkeys. And so the monkeys are getting hungry. They don't know how to feed themselves. They're coming after the the townies, so to speak. Something about that 
is so beautiful and it shows you what a disease, a virus mentality can grip a nation. Let's go to a quick caller. We got Amber on the phone. Amber? Hello there. Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. I had a quick question. Uh, My kids have lived through the Great Recession as well as the downturn of 2009 where they watched their family lose all their money. And here we are again through an economic crisis that's going on worldwide. How can we support our youth uh, in investing? I know Warren Buffett made a lot of his money in downturn markets. So how could we turn this as a positive for people jumping into the market at this time? Great question, and thanks for the call. I think it's going to be important that if you're trying to teach lessons, money lessons are some of the toughest ones to do. I think one of the things that I learned very early on as a business person in the financial world, I walked into one of my superior's office. He's been in it for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And uh, he's got that map of the Dow on the, behind him. It's kind of a famous one. It it almost looks like the Constitution or the Declaration of Independence. It's kind of awesome to financial people. And it shows you how the Dow has done in the last 100 years. And it shows you that it starts way down here in the lower left. And it slowly goes up to maybe a couple inches below the top right. So it looks like a triangle. It looks like a slow climb. And what's beautiful about it is it shows the years and it shows whatever the disaster was that year. If you've watched the movie, and I assume you weren't alive during World War One, that, that shut down economic activity. Um, if you remember Ebola, if you remember H1N1, they put it on the chart and they update it every year and it shows you, we kind of forget about this, World War One, World War Two, and Nagasaki and Hiroshima. And your kids lived through 2006, 2008. You could probably throw in 2000, 2002 for some millennials. And all they've seen is some negatives. But they've also seen stock market last month at an all-time high. So they got to get over it and put it in their head that it isn't a game. Maybe you as a parent taught them, oh, it's a game. Your dad lost all his money in it. And it's a roller coaster. He lost all his money in it. Um, it's good to point out that chart because that's what I point out and that's what I see because these big events do start fading back. This is going to be bad and it's going to change, I hope, for the better how we respond to viruses in the future because I've been told they will happen. So I guess another thing I just tell your son, daughter, uh, younger generation, we were at all-time highs one month ago and for me, that's a more difficult market than this because I could look at Apple and see all their cash. I could look at people with their phones and I could say, they're probably going to stay in business. I could look at Disney and go, they're going to get hit, but they're probably going to buy some of their competitors. If there's any content that they want, it'll be way cheaper and they have the cash for it. I can tell you that our government, and this is a horrible thing to tell your children because it should give them nightmares, is that when there is something terrible, whether it be a war or 9-11, there's going to be an economic stimulus bill that follows it. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is saying today that he's working on an economic stimulus plan and also plans to pass the House bill approved last week. 
the market understands that the fiscal stimulus is needed. And I've already said this earlier in the show, and I'll say it one more time. Um, we're going to spend our way out of this. And the sad part of it is, <coughs> I'm optimistic about that. Sad part of it is, is future generations, our kids, they're going to have to pay that. They're going to have to take a cut in Social Security or the cut in Medicaid. Or America is bankrupt, and that could happen too. Or we just keep raising more money. Uh, we just kick the can down the road, and that's okay. I'm Rob Black. I'm talking all things financial. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. You can also find me at robblackshow.com. Don't be shy. Now is a great time to talk to people. Be good to people also. It's a good time to learn a little bit about those downtimes, like your kids. When they say, you know, this is horrible, show them how much money you've made in the last 20 or 30 years, not the last two or three weeks. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more. What are the things that is attractive about Warren Buffett? Those glasses, men in glasses. No, no, that's not what I was going to go with. One of the things that's attractive about him is that he's got a history of having kind of a Fort Knox balance sheet. I don't know what kids are growing up with today, but when I was a young child, and there was TV shows like Knight Rider and um, The A-Team, there's always one episode every couple years where these bad guys were going to go break into Fort Knox and get all the gold. Or the way I saw it, it was it was the Bank of the United States, or it was basically a bank. That's what Fort Knox means to me when you say you have a Fort Knox balance sheet. In this financial crisis, I don't have a lot of exposure to hyper short-term crisis uh, reactions. I had enough of a balance sheet. I had enough cash. Do I have enough for six months? I don't know. That's that's where you start testing yourself. But someone that you could look at and just you know dig and, and say that's attractive. He always has a lot of cash. So there's one idea out there as an investor right now. What you could do is be like Warren and have a lot of cash. And let's say it's too late for this one. Maybe it's next time around. He's got over $3 billion of cash. Maybe he'll have... Four billion. Maybe you had zero this time, and next time you have, you know, ten thousand dollars of cash or a hundred thousand dollars of cash. Cash is trash, except for when a black swan event hits. So Buffett looks very, very bad for so many years when the market goes higher and higher and higher, and he's got so much cash. Like invest more, buy more companies, do something. He waits. So he's conservative. That's kind of an important thing out there, not just in the world of politics, but in the world of, of fiscally. Are you conservative or are you like a spender? One of the things that I'm going to love to see the reports on and the research on in the coming years and coming months is as the coronavirus kept people inside the house, what will the impact of, did they actually save a little bit of money because they weren't going to Vegas? Because they weren't going to the movies. Disney Plus love Disney. They're at the, they're in the worst place possible right now. They have movies. They've got theme parks, or they had great movies last year that they're trying to place this year. And this year just looks like maybe we don't get to the movies until July. 
because um, you're not allowed to be like in California, you can't be in a movie theater with over 50 people. <clears throat> and all you East Coasters right now, like we don't care about you Californians. <laughs> yeah. So try not eating that fruit on your table today. Anyhow, I'm digressing. Cash is a great thing to learn about through the years. You know who's got a lot of cash right now? Google, um, aka Alphabet. They've got $119 billion of cash. Um, then you look like a company like Alphabet, uh, Apple. So when the market dips and Apple has the cash, you can see, that, hey, they're buying back their shares. You'll learn in the couple, uh, coming couple quarters, that's the way I wanted to say that, two to three quarters out, you'll see, okay, I, I can see who had cash and who didn't, who recovered a little bit faster because they buy back shares and who didn't, who Wall Street didn't quite give up on because they looked at the balance sheet. So, again, <clears throat> we're technically not imploding right now, but we're close to a... We're pretty close to an area that if we break through, look out below another 5 to 10%. Am I okay with that? I am. Um, is it great? No. Is it something to celebrate? I don't think so. But neither are the highs. There's a German uh, biotech company called uh, BioNTech. I want to put a German accent on it, but I, I won't because I just look foolish, right? BNTX, they're up 42%. Today, after announcing it's going to partner with Fusan Pharma to form a COVID-19 vaccine strategic alliance in China. The company expects to start testing a clinical version of the vaccine in late April. That also brings up an interesting question during the time of the coronavirus is, how much do you want your company, uh, your country, to enable companies to break the rules or to kind of change your moral directive during good times, it's easy to say and easy to look back on and say, well, the FDA, we, we were very strong about making sure that they tested and processed it and made sure that no one got hurt and, um, you know, the efficacy of the tests. But when it comes to trigger time, how fast do you approve this stuff? Why does it take a year to a year and a half to get a vaccine pushed through? For the record, one of the big winners of coronavirus, COVID-19, not today, but I think in the next three, five, seven, ten years, we'll be companies that do vaccinations. I'm hoping um, that we as a nation say, meh, stocking up on vitamin C didn't exactly work. Getting enough a flu shot that was efficate, it was good. I don't know. I think vaccinations have become a big thing. There was a vaccination story a couple years ago that... It was a vaccination that could be given to 12-year-old children that prevented them from ever getting a certain type of herpes down the road. And uh, it turned into a big debate. Do you remember, like, if you ever look at our, our nation's big debates, you'd be like, man, we're pretty – no, I'm not going to say we're petty, but we bet a lot. Anyhow, the Fed broke out its playbook, and they have said that they're going to back us. They've lowered the interest rates. Now we're waiting for people like the government to start showing us how they're going to spend taxpayer money and future taxpayer money and future future taxpayer money to stimulate the economy coming out of it. 
communities have been harmed. There's been a lot of disruption, economically speaking. Global financial conditions have been significantly affected. This is a for real thing. Psychologically, will people, some will say, I'll never get on a cruise again. Could happen. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com.